Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about creativity and mental health. This is episode 133, and it is April 7th. Oh, I am in Texas with my family, um, which is really trippy considering how much feeling and how large the feeling are um yeah like it's i've been thinking about them a lot around um all the violence against asian uh, like elderly people and um i've been so worried and um feeling that vigilance in my body and yet it's it's interesting to be confronted of the reality of them it's one thing to um, feel protective and loving and also like compassion and empathy and just like that sort of intimacy of all those feelings and then like actually hang out with them and go back to you know what the true dynamic is which is that like my mother is overbearing and my father gently ignores me and um yeah I've written about it a little about how burdensome it could be for me to worry about them and then them having to confront that worry and then feeling as though they have to like alleviate or allay some of that burden and so it's like this burden burden like reverb into infinity and I think that that is something sort of fundamental and essential to the immigrant condition interpersonally and intergenerationally that I find so interesting and every single time I forget about it um I heard recently in a 12-step meeting that the most important thing is to remember the most important thing and I forget it all the time which is that like there's this one idea that I have of my family and my relationship to them and their relationship with me and then what the actual reality is and so when I come into these spaces with an expectation which this time it was just so irresistible and I think that obviously COVID COVID um, contributes to that but also just like this like collective grief we're experiencing and like my concern for them while I was really far away in New York is really contributing to that and so I'm adjusting um but yeah the the truth also is that like there's so much expectation as I just said and with that like standards get really high in my head like not only for like well, I better get all the mileage out of this visit if, you know, I'm, like, seeing them during a pandemic, if I'm getting tested, if I'm quarantining, if I'm staying here way longer than I've ever attempted to stay here um, during a visit, during regular times, because I just know how fraught my relationship is with my parents. And if I'm doing all these things, and each time we hang out, I better really just squeeze all of like what I need and what they need and take care of business and do all this stuff. And it creates this trap of, you know, it's funny, like 
you hear all the time that expectation is a planned resentment and I really sort of am beginning to feel that and sort of am laughing at me feeling that way because at least like I'm genre aware at least I know what movie I'm in and what part I'm playing and that at least can afford me a little bit of compassion and humor that I keep falling for it. Mind you, falling for not even like a trap someone else has set, falling for a trap that I set for myself each time to the sort of like confusion <laughs> of onlookers, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of like body slamming it to my family and being like, oh, you hurt me. <laughs> the impact really hurt me. Um, but yeah, it's like it creates a sort of like need for perfectionism. And I've talked about how for years and years, I never thought I qualified to be a perfectionist because I thought perfectionists were perfect. Like truly, like they were like sleek and elegant and like had really high standards and like knew how to apply themselves and the conditions around them to meet those standards and like got got shit done and you know, for me too, like they were just clean. Like I'm a huge slob. And for a long time, I thought it was because I was lazy or that there was something fundamentally broken about me. But um, in, in just like being nicer to myself and reading more about like burnout and reading more about um, depression and affording myself the possibility that maybe these things actually apply to me, even though I don't feel entitled to depression or I see the way depression is depicted in other people and I'm like, well, I don't have that. So I must just be being a fucking baby even though these other people get to be depressed. And so like, I didn't think being a perfectionist, um, there's a lot of like background noise and I'm sorry about that, but like, I didn't think being a perfectionist applied to me. Like I thought you just had to be a different type of person. But in the same way that I know that I am a perfectionist, and this kind of goes back to me being a slob, in that if things, if I can't do things perfectly, and I never think that I can do things perfectly, because like, there is a core belief in me that feels though, feels as though like I, there's just like something wrong with me, or that I don't know things, and um... Yeah, so like if I have a perfect standard and I'm showing up knowing that I'm flawed and feeling some type of way about it, like of course I can't meet that goal. And if I can't do something perfectly and if it can't be met in exactly the way I had envisioned it, then I just like abandon it. Like I just don't do things. I set myself up to fail before I've even attempted. And for me, that's what perfectionism looks like. It's not about being type A or whatever or like an architect and an anorexic and a ballet dancer or whatever. Um, so that's how perfectionists or perfectionism clouds my thoughts and plagues my outcomes before they've even happened and really thwarts any effort I can apply to a situation. Um, but the way perfectionism also shows up is that I really believe there is a right way to do things and that there is a right path and that there's a right choice and that it eludes me. And, the, and that sort of like, that like gap between like what I know 
and like what the right answer is like stalls me out and that's a kind of perfectionism where I'm just like there is a perfect way to do this but I'm wrong because I don't know what that is and so perfectionism also is for me that I get really frustrated and self-critical because I can't tell the motherfucking future (laughs) and it really gets super loud when I'm in Texas with my family and I know this because like I was in the store the other day and I was just gonna buy flowers like supermarket flowers like H-E-B flowers like you know basically like deli flowers not that big of a deal very very low like low impact just something nice to brighten up the place and the flowers were beautiful and they smelled so good and there was just it was bountiful because like I'm in Texas like the freaking supermarket is like our airport in New York is just massive and so the flower area is just like resplendent and just just so many things and I was drawn to it and I was like this is so nice and The funny thing about me is that like even me thinking to buy flowers is a sign of progress because I found it previously so unacceptable that they die. I was just like, this is a shit gift. Nobody will want one. And I didn't really understand the nature of like that ephemeral joy and like, like not being able to hold on to it, being part of the beauty and being the part of the token of just like, oh my God, enjoy this thing for the moment that it's so beautiful and smells wonderful. Like I never understood that um so I'm back I'm like looking to buy these flowers and I just I want them all they're so wonderful but the second that I'm buying flowers for someone specifically unsurprisingly for my mother like instantly 50% of the bouquets were a non-starter because they had carnations and then other ones were like there was like one with like a petal that had was bruised because it had folded under like the paper under the plastic and that wasn't going to do and I just watched myself literally for like 10 minutes systematically eliminate every bouquet of flowers that had previously been just wonderful and just perfectly whatever that they actually essentially were become flawed And in that moment, I just watched myself be so convinced that there was a bouquet out there that was perfect. I just wasn't seeing it. And that if I made a choice that any other better person, and for me, a lot of the times when I'm in this space, like other is just, that is how like better is defined. Like if you're just not me, then you're probably going to do a better job at it. And, like, I was really searched to know the answer as to which bouquet that was. And so, by now, my partner is just like, can we please get out of this vector? <laughs> like, we're just, like, double masked up, like, all this stuff. And I just picked one. And it was fine. And I had to, like talk to myself and be like this is this is great and even if she doesn't like it maybe these aren't her favorite flowers but she doesn't care and I just like 
walked out with them, but I could feel myself deflate. Like I had just expended so much mental arithmetic and effort. And I also felt like I had already failed and like the bouquet I had picked was a capitulation. And there were like all of these like really beautiful flowers that are also on sale for $5 because they were like right at the peak of being gorgeous. And I could have just bought like a bunch of them and made something really silly and like over the top and and then as soon as I left with like the nice flowers that were like kind of on the more expensive side I was like well this is the, the safe bet and that other one would have been better and all this is to say that I can look at this and be like oh my god like you are broken and you like I don't know, have like attention deficit issues or you're a bad, okay, like ride with me here. Like you're like an unsuccessful, this is so fucked up, but it's true, woman because you don't know how to pick flowers and you don't know what flowers are. Just all of this stuff because my mother's really good at like um, plants. Like she knows what shit is and she like forages and she knows what seasons, different things, whatever. And meanwhile, I need like Shazam just to know what trees are in like my own neighborhood. And that level of like self-criticism is also perfectionism. And it's also like really tied into the feeling of safety I get when I can be anorexic about thoughts you know if I if I isolate if I let my life get small if I you know in different times in my life starve myself then like no mistakes have been made because I haven't had to make any sort of decisions or choices and um so all of this is just to say that that is super loud right now it's just really high Um, And I know that the reason why it's happening is because I would love to bypass all the grief. Like, my father has ALS, and um, since the last time I saw him, the use of his hands are becoming, like, increasingly compromised. Um, He's really struggling to lift his head. And like bearing witness to that and like the tidal complicated emotions that I feel towards this person who for so long in my life was like a tyrannical and like scary or or else absent or else like really body shaming toward me and like all of these simultaneously being true as I feel this like wave, this like overwhelming like colossus of like compassion I feel toward him is like really unbearable. And so instead of being like really critical that I can't know what flowers to get for my mom because this is a man for whom 
I don't know the first thing about buying a gift for because I don't know this person very well. Like, I don't have to, like, force myself to feel the feelings. I think for today, like, the compassion... The compassionate, gentle way is actually to be gentle even around feeling those feelings. If they are intolerable, there was there was a point in my own recovery in which I would have just like flung myself into it, regardless of like the re-triggering and the re-traumatizing. I'd, I would be like, no, these are emotion. This is grief that you have to like work through. This is homework. Let's just like motor through it. The only way over is through. Let's just force, you know, all this stuff instead of doing that. Like, I'm just going to let myself be really freaked out about the flowers. And I'm just going to like allow myself to feel the feelings toward my father in the five to six minutes before I go to sleep when the lights are out and I can like cry because like I know I'm going to fall asleep soon so I can't like obsess about it and so that is what gentleness looks for me today and that's what gentleness even with all of these like really compulsive perfectionist thoughts and like all this rumination like looks like for me and so I just wanted to say that I thought it was interesting like this the aspect of perfectionism where I'm like convinced there's a right answer to everything or there's like a like a superlative there's like a objectively best bouquet of flowers not just like the one I like or the one I think that my mom will like also like what's wrong with buying the one I like like I never do that either which is so interesting but anyway that's this is just to say hello from Texas with my family of origin and um I wish you all a gentle day